Well, last week we talked about that original 1978 Halloween where Michael Myers runs amok in Haddonfield. Well, guess what? It's 2018 now, bro, and things ain't changing because it's Michael Myers coming back to cause more Haddonfield chaos in the 2018 Halloween. How does this measure up to the original? Well, <laughs> tune in and find out on a very spooky Halloween edition of the review. Review. I have something for you, Michael. <laughs> Michael! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Michael, I'm like never prepared for that segment. <laughs> it's coming up. It comes up every time, Troy. Uh, welcome to the review review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big forty years later opinions. I've been, or I am, Troy. <laughs> I'm already ending this show. Uh, and I was JT3K. <laughs> and uh, how are them levels over there? What's going oh no, on? I'm just messing with the headphone. All right volume because i felt like i couldn't hear myself and you know me i'm just so into myself i need to hear myself at all times makes sense i love the sound of my voice <laughs> we uh you are correct jt in that opening we are going over the newest halloween yeah to be once now differentiated between halloween 1978 and halloween rob zombie and halloween this one how many yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna name a movie halloween that has nothing to do with michael myers it's called halloween 3 season of the witch <laughs> that well halloween just by itself great uh so we'll get into that at the hot top of the hour before hot we, top hot top before we get into some nice stabbing opinions about this newest Halloween movie. Why don't we stalk the news? Let's see how long you keep these puns up, Troy. <laughs> In this very haunting edition of the review. Review. I mean, the review. Reboo. That's right. We did. Did we do like a reboo, reboo? <laughs> I think we did that last year. <laughs> because we're super original. We are. Uh, insert Halloween name here on Twitter. Here we go. Uh, hot news that came out, JT, right after last week's news. Yeah. Iron Fist was canceled. Now Luke Cage is canceled. Yeah. What? I don't know. Now, we both watched season two of Luke Cage, and we even reviewed it here on this show. We did. Of the season you two. You were in the middle of finishing it <laughs> when I came in to do, <laughs> yeah, the, do the review. That's right. So... And we both thought it ended very interestingly. Yeah, it had a it had an ending that I wanted to actually see how it played out. It flipped the script. It did, mind you. And now, and now, it's by, it's gone. Apparently, we'll never see what happens after that. No, but you think this is a big work? I think it. Well, now I'm I'm on either side. I can see either side of of it playing out where they they actually. It's a publicity stunt, or they actually canceled it. Because uh, I think Netflix is moving around a lot of their money because they're getting prepared for all these streaming services coming in 2019. Uh -huh. 
Because I know like Apple, I think, is trying to start one. Disney's yeah. starting one. Yeah. So I think when apparently Warner before, Brothers is starting. Yeah, one Warner too. Brothers is probably starting one. So like where. As they pretty much had all this time to just experiment and see what people wanted, now they're actually getting serious and like we need to put shit out there that people want. So now yeah. they're 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 trimming the fat on a lot because a lot of stuff that they have out there that, that's getting canceled, like Orange is the New Black's canceled. Yeah, House of Cards is getting canceled for different reasons. Yeah, but still, <laughs> it's getting canceled. And then, uh, and then uh, yeah, then you had Iron Fist and Luke Cage getting canceled, and so I think they're just. In that sense, they're preparing for actually trying in terms of getting shows out there people want to see. But on the other sense, I can also see this being a big publicity stunt where, like, in the next couple of weeks, they're like, Heroes for Hire comes out in two right. weeks. Right. <laughs> the combination of Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you fuckhead. Yeah. <laughs> I can see. De- I can see definitely see both those. At first, I thought it was just because maybe Luke Cage Season 2 didn't um produce as many numbers as they wanted yeah which i could see because after defenders kind of like flopped after iron fist yeah it's like uh probably probably a lot of people were like yeah i'll catch that whenever yeah instead of like binging it mm-hmm. all the first weekend so they're like oh i don't know but i do think also now that disney has 60% of Hulu, and I don't think this could happen, because I think Netflix has the rights to these characters to use. Yeah. That Disney would just put them on Hulu, have their own streaming app, that's all their Disney stuff, but yeah. have their, like, rated R type stuff on Hulu. Yeah. Which they could still do, because they'll have a controlling majority of that streaming service, too. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's the biggest stretch that I've heard yeah. out there. Well... From what I've heard, Netflix is still, like, it's, like, their deal. Like, they yeah. still own the shit. And I think one of the big things they're going to be looking at is just seeing how Daredevil does. As far as I know, season it's three. going pretty well. So, I think they're seeing that to see if they actually stick with the characters they still have available. Because, yeah, because I start, I'll talk more about it in my what I've been watching. But I've, I've started Daredevil season three and... You don't need to know a lot from all the other shows to get into it. I think there's like okay. one or two things that they that are addressed in this season that wasn't part of like Daredevil season one. Okay. <laughs> like pretty much all you need really need to watch for Daredevil season three is Daredevil season one. You can even skip two if you want. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Follow up on that a little later. Yeah. Um. All right. Sounds good. You know what? If they did introduce like a Heroes for Hire and they just did one season of it, what's the harm in it? Yeah, but the way they ended Luke Cage, it's like how are they is it just gonna be <laughs> like how are they gonna get into it? I I still feel like they could like Danny was a part of Luke Cage at least an episode of it. Yeah, they could cross paths here and there. It could be like a whole uh, not to. S- I'm going to spoil a little bit of the end of Luke Cage, but he could be the next pretty much kingpin of this little yeah uh, uh, Harlem. Yeah. So, not the kingpin, but this little new mini b- big boss yeah. <laughs> of all the underground kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. And then he could do that side while, like, Danny's maybe trying to go against him, and they team up, and they uh, fight, like, a bigger foe. There you go. You, who knows? Who knows? Nobody. 
but staying on the Netflix train, JT. Yes. Got a little bit more news on here. Netflix is going strong. Like it's it's up there with one of the the big dogs now. Yeah. We we've already been commenting on that. Yep. Um it's got Emmys. Yes. It has an Oscar for that Icarus documentary. That's right. Yeah. It's got film festival awards. Yeah. And it's their own original series are actually really hitting their stride, I think, especially in this year. Mm-hmm. And the winning audience is over pretty much hand over fist. Good. So CNBC did some research and reported that Netflix is on track to add about 28 million subscribers this year Ooh. to what they already have. Shit. And that's more than HBO has made in 40 years. Oh, damn. And I, I just reading that number, I thought it was newsworthy enough to even yeah. say. Just that in this year alone, Netflix. you would think everybody has Netflix at this point, but they're adding 28 million more subs. Yeah. And that's more than HBO's ever had in the combined 40 years that it's been out. <laughs> that's pretty intense. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, well, I mean, Netflix needs to make up for what? They've got like two or $4 billion <laughs> in like content they're making right now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they need to make that up somehow. And like a lot of the shit on there is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm almost proposing, like, if you ever get into it, we need to do a review on Hill House for, like, one of our mini-ups. Because it's, it is so fucking good. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I'm, like, almost, I'm, like, almost done with it. And it's, Jesus Christ. Like, every episode is just, <laughs> it, like, I've never, there's, it's very rare when I'm getting into a show where it's, like, I just need to keep watching. I can't, I need to watch the next one. Don't touch me. Get off me! <laughs> Don't touch me right now. So, and I am always just shocked when you go in there and you just see how many original things they have. Oh, I know. It's, like, it's a plethora. It's completely overtaking, like, all of the other stuff on And then the other stuff on there is, like, fun, too. Like, right. I, I like just going through their movies and then, like, just... They have some of the most random shit in terms of, right. like, the movies they put on there. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. oh, sure, I'll fall asleep watching The King's Speech. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but anything on anything that you scroll through, like obviously they're gonna promote that stuff more than like all the other stuff. Yeah, but, but the fact that it's still an option that they have that other stuff on there is pretty fun. Right, everything has that little Netflix logo right in the corner. Oh I'm yeah, like, god damn. Yeah, they really went whole hog. I know. They even have like their shit. like their like section when you're like just scrolling through the stuff, and then they have like their Netflix originals things. There's this big rectangle that overtakes <laughs> everything else, or yeah. it's like. Well, you could watch this, or you could watch this. I actually really like that layout, though. It it looks really cool, and then you yeah. pause on it, and it'll play the trailer. Right oh yeah, yeah. Then it expands and plays the trailer. Yeah, really well thought out. Yeah, this is a pretty well thought out app. Yeah, it's the cleanest of all the streaming services. Oh yeah, I think. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, off the Netflix news. I'm done with it. Netflix, yeah. you're done. Get the fuck off yeah, of here. You suck, you stink. Not yeah. really. We just praised you. Go just... being so goddamn good. <laughs> we just coddled your balls for like the last <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. I'm already pulling the pubic hair out of my teeth. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman, do you hear this, JT? Got pushed back. Yeah, I'm surprised. To, uh, a later release. Yeah. It was originally scheduled for December of next year. Yeah. And then it got moved ahead to November of next year. Yeah. But then... It got pushed out to June of 2020. Yeah. 
it makes me think that they uh they have a lot of faith in uh in it then if they're gonna put it out in a summer release well here's what they didn't want to compete against yeah so in December of 2019, episode nine is coming out for yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, I don't want to fuck with that. That'll be a big deal, and yeah. you don't want to go really head. Especially if that. it's like the end of this trilogy. Exactly. Um, and so they didn't want to compete with that, and so when they moved it to November to come out a month earlier, November of next year has a fucking stacked. Really? Like a maybe something that wouldn't necessarily compete with Wonder Woman, but. A lot is coming out. And yeah. I took a screenshot of it just to show you. Okay. So, um, it moved because it has Terminator 6 coming out. <laughs> a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which will get a lot of kids going to oh, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Kingsman 3. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Frozen 2. Holy shit. And an untitled Mox, <laughs> Mox, Fox Marvel film. Okay. Which I don't know what it could be. Yeah. Maybe... The New Mutants? Yeah, who knows? Who who freaking knows? Um, So, yeah, that's all coming out in just November. And so to get out that's of the clutter of, of that, they went to go to a June 2020 release. Yeah. Which it still has a little bit going against it. Yeah. But it only is Top Gun 2 and some new Pixar film. And still... I can see that being, like, counter-programming for that stuff, though. And Wonder Woman is going to be coming out before them. Okay, yep, so it'll... Pick up all that shit there, and then uh, some of the residuals from that, from then on, they'll yeah. definitely get. Yeah. So I think it was a smart move. Yeah. There. But there's been a lot of reshuffling of films, like oh, just I know. This last couple of weeks. I know. I'm trying to like keep up with the schedule a little bit to kind of like plan ahead for like possible shows we can do in the future, and then it's like I have to like completely throw everything away because it's just <laughs> to keep changing everything up. Right. I mean, I don't pay a huge attention to all that kind of stuff, but yeah. when it moves around all that, I'm like. I just want to know the strategies of all that stuff. That makes me really interested. That's why yeah. I even looked any of this up anyway. And the summer is such a crapshoot, too, because it's like, especially you saw this year where there's so many things that fucking bombed. Yeah. Because it's like, like, Marvel pretty much takes over everything. And then yeah. you get, like, the few things here and there. So it's like, it's a crapshoot. It's like, so much stuff is out. You can't really plan on whether or not your movie's going to make enough to sustain yeah especially when marvel comes out with their avengers movies like why even yeah why even be in the don't same even, month yeah don't even release your movie in the same month <laughs> what are you doing yeah like i was surprised deadpool 2 came out two weeks after the avengers movie i know it still know. did well yeah but jesus christ yeah like pretty much nothing but smaller films that you don't really give a shit you're gonna be number two right and it's gonna be way number two. Yeah. Um. Last bit of news that I got, JT. So load your little notebook up over oh, there. Okay. Thanks for being pandering. I guess <laughs> your little thing you got there. Go ahead and do your, that. Your little cute little notebook over there. Stupid uh, piece of shit. Did you see the picture of uh, Gotham's Bane that was put up online? <laughs> it looks like a. Stupid... It looks like somebody made a costume out of microwave parts. <laughs> He's like a puckering butthole that's what he looks like he looks so dumb oh shit it's the dumbest looking thing i've seen it's like a mixture like yeah exactly somebody kicked in a microwave and like put on scrap parts <laughs> and mixed it to the dark knight rises costume that's what it looks like i was born in the kitchen 
1800 watts. <laughs> yeah, so I, I look at Suck me at popcorn. <laughs> it looks fucking stupid as hell, and I'm not into it. That's the last little jab I want to take at Gotham. Well, aren't you sad that we're not reviewing Gotham anymore? <laughs> Season 5. Good lord, 5? Yeah. I'm so glad we changed formats. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't do that shit for five years. I we sh- we would have learned our lesson. I would hope. Yeah, Christ, <laughs> two fucking stinkers in a row. Ugh, we did, man. So bad. Piece of shit. <laughs> Piece of shit. Joy, <laughs> uh, we got a Hollywood power couple. Oh, hitting it up again, one more time. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese oh. doing a film together again uh, are set to film a film called Killers of the Flower Moon, oh. which is uh, based title. on a book okay. that uh, is supposed to be based on um, this man that murders a bunch of uh, Native Americans on their land after they find out that they struck it rich with like oil. Oh. on their land this is like in like the 1930s too and then it's like supposed to be like the, one of the fbi's first cases that they take on oh boy so uh should be pretty interesting sounds more interesting than the title suggests yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there you go dicaprio and scorsese coming back again uh i always like their pairing they're good yeah i can't think of anything that i'm like I would never watch. Yeah. You've never seen Shutter Island, right? I've never seen that. Yeah. But I, it's always on, like, my... If I see it, I'll watch it. I would it. say that's probably the weakest of what they've worked on together, but it's still good. Like I said, I'm still... Like, the That movie, The Aviator, is probably the movie that made me the, the a fan of DiCaprio. Yeah. Aviator is so fucking good. You didn't, Gilbert Grape didn't do it for you? I mean, no. <laughs> he was like a, he was like played like a mentally challenged kid in that too, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I've never, I don't think I've really watched all of Gilbert Grape all the way through. I've seen it all the way through. I can't. I think it's, it's too sad. Yeah, I think it's too sad when they burn the fat mom in her <laughs> in her house. It's sad. It's a sad movie. <laughs> yeah. But no, Aviator is good. All right. They burn a fat mom in. It? No, right. but uh, DiCaprio grows a gross beard and watches a movie. Watches a movie in a theater naked. He's Howard Hughes, right? And keeps yeah, and keeps saying, "Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk." Just a line of people coming in with milk. <laughs> He's just oh, it, well, it's good. Yeah, all right, we, all right. We might have to do it sometime for a show. It's is it like three hours long? Like two and a half. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, they finally put out a release date for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. Finally, for Amazon. They've been fucking teasing it for goddamn ever, but it's supposed to come out December 5th. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. Me and Molly were following it the first season. Uh-huh. It's real good. All right. And uh, now that it is a Emmy Award winning TV show, it's going to be a lot of eyes on it this year. Yours included? Mine especially. You, oh, jeez. You betcha. <laughs> yeah. So look out. <laughs> well, it's a good show. Definitely check it out. 
What's that about again? Uh, it's like uh, a housewife that gets a divorce, and then uh, in the middle of like a nervous breakdown, she goes to, like an open mic and like kills it as a comedian. Oh, and okay. then uh, uh, some woman that's in comedy like takes her on as as a manager, becomes her manager, and then tries to get her to become a comedian. Okay, great. That's not at all what I thought. For whatever reason, I thought it was good. Dealt it's with, good, like, and it like killing. takes place like in the nineteen fifties, I think. Mm. So it's like she's like the modern day housewife, but then she's doing all of this stuff that's like eccentric. Nice and um, nice. Oh, what's her name from? Uh, Kathy Green. Alex Alex Borstein <laughs> plays her oh. manager. Okay, and she's really good in it. Good. Like I haven't seen her in forever, and I'm like the minute I saw, oh god, I miss Alex Borstein. She's so good. She's so good. <clears throat> uh, Troy, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I know you're the biggest fan of it. Give me more of Pirates. Well, how about a Pirates reboot? Ugh. Already? Disney looking to reboot Pirates. Yeah, because Johnny Depp's too busy beating his wives now that he can't <laughs> too busy be being doing... The big gay wizard or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Being the big gay wizard. <laughs> Like, he's supposed to be a big... Yeah, he's supposed to be, like, Dumbledore's lover. Yeah. Yeah. The big, look... the big gay wizard, <laughs> Johnny Depp. <laughs> he just... He said that, like, the biggest piece of shit, too. He's, like, <laughs> leaning against the table, like, what does he like that? He's like that big gay wizard, right? <laughs> Listen, I hate Johnny Depp. I didn't mean it to be derogatory in any other way. <laughs> I just oh, I've had enough of them. No, Every time just... I see a stupid face in that trailer, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I just wish everyone saw you. You just like look like this, just the biggest piece of shit. Like, what was he like that? That big gay wizard? Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna regret saying that. Uh, I know it. No, it was good. It was good, Troy. We forgive you. Great. Uh, but then it, now a reboot is in the process for Pirates of the Caribbean. With uh, being helmed by the writers of Deadpool. Okay. So, uh, there you go. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Those writers can't save pirates. (laughs) Johnny Depp already shit all over it. But it's rebooted now. We might get a new Captain Jack Sparrow. Why? (laughs) What haven't they told yet? Well, it's a reboot, Troy. It's a reboot. Who would who would you want to see play Captain Jack Sparrow? Nobody. Okay, so he's an invisible man. <laughs> Johnny Depp's gonna reprise his role as the Invisible Man from the from the Dark Universe, That's right? <laughs> to play Captain Jack Sparrow, right? Crap, Savvy. Crap, 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 crap. Troy, did you watch Disenchantment? On uh, Netflix. I started it and I got pulled away from the first episode and I just haven't been able to go back and finish it out yet. Were you, were you into what you saw? I, I guess. I saw ten minutes of it. Okay, so that's not a lot. No. <laughs> I, I was waiting for it to really kick in. Yeah. Well, uh, good news for you, Troy, whenever you get into it. the A season two for Disenchantment has been announced for Netflix. Okay, great. So we got we're getting more Disenchantment. Did you finish it? Yeah, I really liked it. Okay. God, how do you have all this time? I don't. We don't have kids. Yeah. 
<laughs> good point. <laughs> Great. Yeah, Disenchantment was good. I highly, highly suggest it. All but right. Especially, it's it's more along the lines of Futurama than it is The Simpsons. It's definitely got a, okay, more good. of a Futurama vibe. Good. So it's real fun. Okay. Great. Uh, good. Still in the Netflix train, though, oh, Troy. Uh, Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there is a stop motion uh, film for Pinocchio in the works. Okay. Being helmed by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of horror Maybe. in there? There is some pretty horrific shit in Pinocchio. Yeah. When those kids turn into donkeys, yeah. I think that scared me as a kid. Yeah. It's scary, though, because the kids are terrified yeah. that they're turning into donkey yeah. people. Yeah, and they're, like, yelling in horror, like, yeah. as they're, like, turning into donkeys. Like, see, like, oh, oh, yeah! And are like, oh, my God. <laughs> it looks really painful to turn into a donkey. You see, like, the shadowy silhouette against the wall of them transforming. I know, they like... look like they're turning into were-donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get swallowed by a whale. Yeah, that's some crazy shit in Pinocchio. I mean, a wooden... Doll comes to life. Just think of Guillermo del Toro having his spin on a, a wooden doll coming to life. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And a little magical cricket. <laughs> that That's even more that's, horrifying. Tr- can you imagine the mandibles on that's that thing? Horrifying. <laughs> a realistic looking cricket head just chirping at you. Jesus. God damn. Get me the wait. Get me a get me out of this fucking world. <laughs> it's a horrible world. <laughs> get me out of here. You know how Guillermo did like fairy tales in Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. Imagine that but with imagine? a wooden doll. <laughs> yeah, that comes to life like Chucky and turns into a donkey. Yeah, I just want to see Guillermo del Toro remake Chucky and then say it's Pinocchio. <laughs> it's probably all going to be in Spanish, too. This is this thing, which I, I like. Well, he hasn't made a lot of Spanish stuff lately. No, but Shape what of Water wasn't Spanish. No, but chunks of it were in a different language, right? I don't know. Didn't the main lady speak a different language? She spoke sign language. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a different language. I'm not wrong. <laughs> she didn't speak Spanish sign language. That's, oh, that'd be pretty sweet if there was Spanish sign language. <laughs> There's, like, the little... They put, like, the, the asterisks in Spanish. <laughs> uh, very good. That's all my news, Troy. I'm really tickling myself tonight to tell you what. <laughs> yeah, stop tickling yourself, Troy. <laughs> Um, okay, well, then I'm done tickling myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I there, I didn't think there was a ton out for trailers. No, I only found the one. I have two. All right. Um, one is the one we, I know we have the same one. Yeah, because so, I watched it before we started. I'm going to talk about this other one called The Prodigy. I think it came out last week. And we okay. Didn't, and we didn't talk about it. It's another horror film. Um, I don't know when it's dropping, but the trailer is pretty much this little boy on this couch getting hypnotized by this metronome and this, like, hypnotist. Yeah. And it seems to me like, uh, he was trying to just get the boy to relax, and then at one point in the trailer, it seems like he's trying to maybe 
um, pull out a past life of the boys Ooh. by making him think and just drift off so a past life of his can emerge out of his like body and talk through this boy. Yeah. And then it kind of cuts away from that. And then it's just like the... Uh, like a little horror, like a little jump scare flash kind of a thing. Yeah. Then the mom waking up in bed and then she sees like her boy standing at the end of the hallway and he's like, mommy, I'm scared. And he's like, okay, come here. So the boy runs up to her and then crosses a shadow and then out of the shadow jumps a full grown man oh, and shit. attacks the mom because it must have been the thing that came out of him from oh, a hypnotist shit. or whatever. So it's an interesting premise, I think. Yeah. But, um... I don't know much much else about it besides that. I just told you the whole trailer just now, so that's it. Sweet. Do you think it sounds interesting? No, I'm for it. All I'm, right. It sounds like a cool concept. I'd be for it. A spooky trailer. What's Is it like a theaters or? I think it's a theatrical release. Gotcha. Um, the next one, Bird Box. Yeah. Uh, looks very interesting. If I could sum it up in just a little brief synopsis. Yeah. It looks like the blindfolded quiet place. Yeah. <laughs> the uh the unseen place. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'll but, let you take this one. Um I actually listened to a podcast where someone said they read uh, they read the book based on this and they said it's really fucking good. Like they said it was like yeah. one of their favorite books they've read in a while. So uh No, I'm curious for it. I definitely want to check it out. It's a uh, Sandra Bullock, and they have a huge fucking cast for it. Yeah, it looks I, like the book must have been good because it pulled in yeah. Sandra Bullock and like John Malkovich. Yeah, and Rel and Rel. I, I knew I saw I recognized his face from somewhere. Fucking Rel, dude. Um, yeah, it looks it it looks intense, and I don't even really know what's really happening. It looks like some maybe catastrophic, either disease or some sort of evil entity is in the world and if you see it then you become like you see your greatest fear and then you pretty much kill yourself or whatever yeah so you have to go around the world living blindfolded or not looking outside yeah so there you have it sounds like a fun-ass life to me looks pretty crazy um so i'll and it's dropping on netflix yeah. And in theaters, in, in limited theaters yeah, in December. It looks like they're going to try and get some kind of uh, Oscar nods out of this. If they're mm-hmm. going to put it in theaters for a tiny bit. Yeah. Tiny bit. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Is it late in the year? Does it go through January for Oscar stuff? No, it has to be in... It has to make a uh, run in a certain amount of theaters by... Uh, by the end of the year, in order to be up for an Oscar. Because this, I mean, it was the 21st, in December 21st. I, yeah. That, that just seemed late in the year. I didn't know what the cutoff was. The cutoff is the end of the year. It just needs to be in theaters at a certain point by the end of the year. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but yeah, maybe. I don't, this doesn't maybe. look like one that would win, I, I, not best picture or anything, but yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be great. Who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Yeah. Spooky stuff usually I'm doesn't get, uh too many nods hey there's a maybe there's like a, a boom in in the uh genre film realm now that shape of water got that best picture maybe or they'll course correct or, or overcorrect. yeah those be like oh, <laughs> get the cheesiest most bullshit movie and get it best picture yeah. yeah oh man that's uh that's all i got that's it all right troy 
Well, uh, term of random movies. <laughs> yeah. I know we're both disappointed. <laughs> this last week. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. We had a uh, beer fest versus, uh, versus your next. Yeah. And, uh, those broken lizard boys took it. They took it. For, uh, Son of a bitch. Knocking your next out of it. So beer fest has advanced. Determine random movies. I, I kept up with this one, even to the point where <laughs> Monday hoping. I was like, I, I quote tweeted it again, saying, please vote for this because I don't yeah. want to watch Beer please Fest. Please don't let this dog shit. I mean, it, it, and then Beer dog Fest shit. even got more votes, even. I'm yeah. like, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Fuck you, internet. I won't even say Beer Fest is dog shit. It's just, I, I didn't have, I'm not in the mood to watch Beer yeah. Fest. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't need I don't need to watch Beer Fest again. I think I, I got it the first time. Freaking, we got freaking Phil Swanson over here just trolling me on Twitter saying Beer Fest is great. Come on, Phil. What are you oh, doing? Fuck, Phil. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Phil tweeted you said that it was great. Is that a male scream? <laughs> yeah. Is that some mail no, we got? Just put in the scream because that, that's me screaming in my head. <laughs> got a... Got a... Sound like a lot like this. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> ah, whatever. Ah! What's going on with that computer today? I don't GC? know. It does not want to play any audio this today. It's oh, being shithead. Being a shithead. Well, uh, the last two films, Troy. Okay. In the term random movies. Mm -hmm. You said this one's been a weird one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This one's gonna really blow me away. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, these two win you over on this bracket. Okay. We got a film from 2013, okay. which uh, includes one of your favorite actors, <laughs> okay. playing a pretty offensive role. <laughs> Great. And uh, the other one from 2001 is the heroic journey of a janitor. Okay. The first one from 2013. The tagline. Never take off the mask. From 2013. In an offensive role? Yeah. One of your favorite actors, quotations, is in a if pretty offensive role. Uh, uh, what Johnny Depp movie? <laughs> Out I can't think of it. I don't know. You're going to kick yourself when I tell you this, Troy. The Lone Ranger. <laughs> okay. Great. The Johnny Lone Depp Ranger. is in it. Fuck. <laughs> All right. So we got that one from 2013. The, the movie from 2001. Okay. Keep on mopping in the free world. <laughs> Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Okay. So there right. you have it, Troy. The Lone Ranger versus Joe Dirt. I'm sure you got a favorite already. <laughs> I do. Well, I don't know. I've never seen The Lone Ranger. I know. I... And I bring it up every once in a while. You like, do. I kind of want to see it. Yeah. Got Army Hammer in there. That's very Maybe true. Maybe he might even it out. That's very true. I love that William Tell theme. Yeah. <laughs> Might even out the, even out the Johnny Deppness. I've seen Joe Dirt a lot on TBS. Yeah, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> so, 
Maybe I'll maybe I want to switch it up, or maybe. But every time I watch Joe Dirt, I really like it. There you go. For whatever reason, so a tough one for you. It, this one's a tough this one. This one is a real tough one. So there we go. We got all the films laid out already for the term of random movies, Troy. Yeah. Uh, just to keep you remind you, Troy, we have The Meg. Uh huh. Street Fighter. That's right. Jerry Maguire. Okay. The Princess Bride. Crazy Rich Asians. Uh huh. White Men Can't Jump, and Beer Fest, alongside uh, our matchup tonight, this week, of The Lone Ranger and Joe Dirt. Okay. Uh, GHD just chimed in on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, saw the results to this last week's poll. Yeah. And d- demands a recount. Yeah. I, w- I, figured, <laughs> I figured Dave would be very upset that, because I think Dave's a pretty big fan of your next. Yeah. He doesn't shut up about it. He's yeah. just always going on it's about your next. It's, it's pretty good. I liked it. I, I'll never but know. We can't do I'll it. never know now. Thanks a lot, world. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got to watch a bunch of fucking got- dickheads get drunk. We can't watch your next. Chug syrup. <laughs> Chug syrup. That's a super troopers. Ah, god damn it. That's not yeah. like <laughs> Fuck <laughs> God damn it. Oh shit. Yeah, we gotta watch uh Ah, uh, what's her name? That old chick just act like a slut the whole time. <laughs> Cloris Leachman yeah. or something. Yeah. Cloris Leachman act like a slut. That's what you want, America. Is that what you want? What could you have done? Is that what you want? <laughs> Anyway, Halloween? Halloween! (laughs) Halloween 2018, dropping into theaters October 19th, 2018, to a lead-up of a Halloween spook fest. (sighs) Uh, With a budget of $10 million, excuse me, excuse me again, Opening weekend made $76.2 million. Oh, my. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Still didn't beat that Venom, though. Nope, still number two. And opening weekends, anyway. Oh, my. Good, because that Venom was so fucking good. Deserves it. It deserves Uh, every single penny it gets. (laughs) As of the 23rd of this month, domestically, it has made $87.2 million. Worldwide, $103 million. There you go. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 79%. IMDb has it at a 7.5 out of 10. And Haven of Horror. Or is it Heaven of Horror? I I think I scribbled this too fast. Uh Uh-oh. Either one of those things.com has it at a 3 out of 5. Oh, wow. And because of their name, they didn't have a special... Rating things, so I just said it was three out of five scary pumpkins. <laughs> there you have it. They just have a numerical system. I'm surprised that the scores for this sound lower than I, th- I thought. I heard a lot of positive reviews for this. Yeah. I um, didn't listen to a lot of reviews, but the one or two that I did hear are right around these. Really? Roughly. Okay. Yeah. Um, this also was number 10 in box office of Rated R opening weekends. Oh, boy. Um, of all time so far. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you 10 oh, through Jesus 6. Christ. Do you think you could give me the top five? 
and rated R opening weekends of all time. Okay, I'll try. Number 10 is this Halloween. Yes. Number 9 is Passion of the Christ. Okay. It's not horror. I thought it's that just, would be... It's okay. Up. I thought oh, that well, would be up there more. This is just opening weekends. Though. Okay. Okay, okay gotcha. Okay. Number eight is Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, it's, uh, it's running the uh, gamut here. Uh, uh. Number seven is Hangover 2. Okay. Number six, Logan. Oh, fuck. Yeah, what is five through one? Man. Well, Deadpool might be... Deadpool is number one. one yeah. <clears throat> um... Maybe The Hangover? Nope. That Shit. The Hangover is not in there. Shit! <laughs> um... Uh... Fuck. Um... There is another horror movie in the top five. Freddy vs. Jason? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, and there fuck. is a... It. It is... The other yeah. horror movie. It. There's also number two and four are franchises. Uh. And the f- number five is a Bradley Cooper vehicle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. Just give it to me. Number five is American Sniper. Ugh. Number four, <laughs> Matrix Reloaded. Oh, boy. <laughs> number three is It. Number two, Deadpool 2. And number oh, one, Jesus. Deadpool. There you go. There you go. There you go. I also have another one of these, JT. Mm. <laughs> this is the horror slasher lifetime gross. Yeah. Of what I've just said. Yeah. Um, Halloween is already in number four of the oh, slasher boy. movies of Lifetime Grosses in its opening week. Yeah. All of these, the rest of these in the top five have been out of theaters for a while. Yeah. So can you name the top five highest grossing horror movies? Uh, sla- horror slasher movies. It? It is not on there because it doesn't consider itself a slasher. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um... <laughs> Rob Zombie Halloween? Nope. Jesus Christ. I don't know then. Number five is your Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, perfect. At $82.6 million of a lifetime. The main chick in Freddy vs. Jason has the most gargantuan tits. (laughs) They even do a thing in that where, like, Freddy cuts her in the cleavage. So you're, like, forced to stare at it. (laughs) It's ridiculous. We need to watch Freddy vs. Jason sometime. Freddy vs. Jason is such a stupid movie, (laughs) but it is so fun. I remember going to the theater to see that, and I was like, that was not what I expected it to be. But I think I liked it. For some reason, my mom bought it for me for Christmas. (laughs) Great. Oh, it is so fun. last Christmas? Yeah, last Christmas, yep. (laughs) Yep, last Christmas she did. But no, I... I just remember watching her. I'm like, my mom bought me this, and it is so fucking stupid. I loved it so much. Oh my, I love that. Um, number four is this Halloween at 87.2 million dollars so far. Yeah. From the numbers of the rest of these movies, I think it could probably take number two. Take the cake. Um, number three, Scream Three oh, at 89.1 million dollars. Number two. Scream 2 
at one hundred and one point three million dollars. Wow. And number one, Scream. Scream. <laughs> I'm not joking. At one hundred and three million dollars. Oh shit. Yeah, but those are their lifetime grosses. So I think Halloween could probably beat these if it Maybe. has a couple of more strong weekends. Those are all the lists for you. Take out old Ghostface. Yeah. I always hated Scream. <laughs> Never could get into it. I like the first one. I don't remember I don't remember the other the others pretty well. Did you watch the reboot of it or the It was like Scream Yeah, there was like a 4. It's not a reboot, but well, I know, like a it a, like Ed and C Scream twenty 4. years later or yeah, whatever Ed and C the fuck Scream it is. 4. And I think MTV did a show called Scream. Oh yeah, that's true. Um. Anyway, with all the numbers out of the way, JT, yeah, what, what happened in Halloween? Um. Well, we catch up forty years after the first Halloween, and Michael Myers is all jailed up in an insane asylum. And uh, after he is kind of coaxed on by a couple documentarians, he escapes via a bus crash to go back to Haddonfield to terrorize a much older Laurie Strode that is uh, pretty emotionally damaged from the the events of the first film and uh, goes out of her way to protect not just herself, but her daughter, and even, dare I say, her granddaughter. Oh, my. So, uh, we shall see if old old Lori Strode <laughs> finally gets her sweet revenge on Michael Myers. There you have it. There's Halloween. Um, I'm writing myself a note so I don't forget something. Okay, so this movie, if you didn't know already, takes place after... 1978's Halloween, yeah. yep. disregarding any other Halloween movie that's ever come out completely. Yeah. Even the second one that took place on the same night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, forget all of what you've seen. All the stinkers out there didn't matter. Yeah. Even though Halloween 2 is fine. Yeah. I, I like it. I also like the fact that they make Laurie Strode uh, like a uh, half sibling of Michael Myers. Yeah, I feel like it gives him like a reason to want to pursue her, to kill her for what, for that whatever reason. That doesn't bother me too much, and like a part of me can see why they don't like stray away from that in this. And I'll bring it up when we start talking about it more. But... Yeah, because I have a note on that I want to bring up. Okay, so we'll get into it in spoilers. Um, okay. I feel like this movie is um, an adequate sequel. I like that it it takes place when it does, like it just aged in real time. Yeah, with the uh, with whatever it came out. Yeah, um, they do a lot of interesting role reversals in this. Yeah, that I wouldn't. Ex- well, I didn't really expect to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fun in parts, but there are. The more I think about it, the more things bother me in it. Okay. And so I'll get into those a little bit later. But um, for if you're going out, I'll say this. If you're going out looking for a fun Halloween night, uh, like going out to see a movie, go see this. Yeah. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Right on. Unless you're like the hugest, hugest fan of Halloween, then I think you'd probably nitpick it to death. But... I think you'd enjoy it. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I saw myself 
I think I was a bigger fan of the, the original Halloween than you were. I know you said you found some things that you weren't the biggest fan of in the first Halloween. Well, I was nitpicking, but yeah. 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 But um, I don't know. I, I actually, for being a sequel to that and being 40 years after the fact, I thought they did a really good job of building off of the first movie and almost like amping it up to where it it felt like a genuine sequel where I think they took they took turns where it felt genuine but yet they still stayed true to the first one. Yeah. And for the things that even I had problems with from the first one, they revised in this one where it's like they have better actors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh no, I, I had a really good time with this. I thought this was really good for, for being a sequel, especially they really played up the whole 40 years in the future type thing where it's like a lot of the stuff that Michael gets away with, he gets away with because it's so far removed from the events of the first one, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought for for what it's worth, I thought I almost maybe liked this more than the first Halloween. Oh, look out. So, look out. Look out. Heart take. <laughs> Um, I don't have much else to say besides all spoiler stuff, but I think we've already said already, go out and check yeah, it I'd out. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, definitely check it out. I had a, I had a pretty good time with this one. This was, this was really good. Good deal. Um, you, uh, yeah, you already said, I was going to say, like, do you feel like the critics scores that I've already read off are low and you already answered that? Yeah. I, I think it's, I don't know. I think they're, we'll they're a bit lower. Yeah. But no. It's their opinion, man. It's whatever. It's your opinion. Looks like your opinion. That's like man. your opinion. So from here on out, it'll be spoilers for Halloween if you care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you care. <laughs> so JT, I feel that, and I also read that John Carpenter said the same thing that this movie here was is a fitting ending to the series. Oh yeah. And I completely agree with him here. Yeah. If. Even though... It's not going to be, but it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, this movie made buckets of money for its budget. Yeah. And they'll be making another one, mm-hmm. most likely. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, In fact, I even read that, uh, I guess, Danny McBride and his writing partner even wanted... Even had a sequel lined up, and they wanted to film it back-to-back with this, but Jason Blum wouldn't let him unless he, until they found out how this did first. Jeez, Jason Blum sounds like a smart guy. Yeah, well, he's like the guy that like makes movies for like three million dollars, <laughs> and, and then just gets like twenty million back. Sits on his throne of money. Motherfucker makes a shit ton of money, dude. <laughs> like he knows his shit. Right. He's a smart like, even though like a good chunk of their stuff are kind of clunkers and stinkers. Yeah. They still make money because they make them for like three million. Yeah, and he even knows how much to invest in the shitty movies to still get a good re- return back. Even yeah. where it's like this movie sucks, one million dollars. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know it's gonna at least make fucking twelve or thirteen million. <laughs> yeah, and then nobody will see it ever again. Yeah, but I've made that money back <laughs> when they and despite what they make a fuck ton of good mo- movies, like they made Upgrade. Yeah, they made this. They made oh, there's get so much out. shit. They may get out. Yeah. Like, they they know how to invest in certain directors and in certain projects where it's like, you don't need a lot of money to tell a really good story. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was my one thing. So, like, f- just going by the ending of this movie, I don't know 
if they do make a sequel, what they could really do. I yeah. mean, I, I don't want to jump to the end yet. I just want to naturally get there. But, yeah. like, the end of the movie could be ambiguous, <laughs> I suppose. Sure, yeah. Ju- just gauging by <laughs> horror movies of it is, current yeah. time. Yeah. But, anyway, we'll get there later. Um, the soundtrack to this is great. Oh, yeah. John Carpenter John is back, back yeah. with his son, actually. Yeah, there's... It does feel like a a jazzed up John Carpenter's son version of <laughs> the of the original Halloween score. Like especially like the different takes it takes on the on the Halloween theme. Right. Like, they'll have like some like kind of like more techno versions of the yeah. <laughs> Halloween I, but theme. When that theme kicked in at one point, I was like, I kinda like this. I was super jazzed. When the, when it kicks on for the first time with the, the fucking documentarian guy being like, say something, and it cuts right into it, yeah, and like, you're like, fuck yeah, yeah and it's like, fuck yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they do like the cool shit where it's like the rotting pumpkin that like reinflates back to like the original one from the first Halloween. Oh yeah, and the opening credits. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Where it's like it, you're like seeing like his his thirst for killing like almost reawaken. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um, I, I was kind of getting annoyed and I even said this from the trailer is that because they are taking all, all these other movies kind of like out of continuity, yeah. they make a point to bring it up in the movie. Yeah. And I felt it was like just so blatant and like, didn't really, f- I felt like it didn't need to be said. It may- maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in a way you had to, I think. In a way, you kind of had to address it because there yeah. is so much out there. The rest of the movies pretty much say that. Lord yeah, Strode like I'm sure, it. like there's some, there's not, uh, not everyone is like us where they keep in touch. Where it's like, yeah, this is only a sequel to Halloween. Everyone's gonna be like, why are they talking about her being a sister, or why aren't they doing this? Yeah. So like that's a. Although I have heard that there is like fun Easter eggs from the sequels that are in this. Like I guess one of the kids wears the mask from Halloween three. Oh, uh, like one of the pumpkin masks or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I guess there's like a kid, they, they show like, a, there's like supposed to be like a kid in the background that's wearing one of the masks <laughs> from Halloween 3. Oh, that's fun. But, yeah, so there are like nods to like the, the sequels, but yeah, it's strictly just a sequel to the first one. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. And e- even in that like, um, it's, oh, it's a shot from the trailer, it's like those three kids, one's like the granddaughter of Laurie Strode. Yeah. Her horny, <laughs> her horny friend, mm-hmm. and then her horny, horny friend's boyfriend. Yeah, are walking down. They're going to school or whatever, and they are like, "Oh, didn't like uh, Michael Myers is not like your grandma's brother or something like that." No, that's just a. Re- I'm like, oh my god, this is so fucking. It's one scene. They I don't know like. It is. They don't spend five minutes with her describing her lineage or anything. It's just like a. I get and it's it. like a thing where it's like if that's past canon in another series, it's gonna confuse people. You need to like set the boundary where it's like not her sister. I get it, but I don't see what the big deal is, if it is, like that. I, because otherwise. Like, the other thing that the boy says on that same walk is pretty true. Because he says, why doesn't your grandma just get over it? It was, like, something that happened 40 years ago. And it was, like, he only killed, like, five people. Which is true. 
But yeah, but it, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's easy to say that being someone that lives on the outside looking in. Right. But okay. So like, she's literally like a girl that lives, literally nothing's happened to her up to this point, And she lived a night where she saw three people that she cares about dead. And then right. she was almost murdered with a knife. Right. By, so, uh, by a raving lunatic. So here's a, maybe a bit of a hot take. Okay. I don't think if Lori, okay. I don't think Lori Strode should be that important in the grand scheme of things to Halloween. Because if you're taking it as fact that like he's not related to her and it was just his murders are random. Like in the first one, like he is just kind of semi stalking people and just kind of killing people at random. Yeah. Laurie Strode really has no connection to him whatsoever. And so like even in this one, if he wasn't forcefully brought to her, he wouldn't have even encountered her. And killed her. Yeah. Or, I'm not, he didn't kill her, but I'm just saying, like, he wouldn't even have encountered her in the movie. Yeah. But I so, think... <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. What he was saying was, like, what's the big deal? It was just a murder that happened, like, 40 years ago. There's things that happen, like, happen now that are just as bad. Like, who cares? Yeah. Which is kind of true. Yeah. Like, in 40... Like, yeah, 40 years ago, this town had a history of this weird thing that happened. And in 40 years... Just, uh, I'm just saying, assuming nothing as horrible has happened. Yeah. Because the guy's locked away. Yeah. So, if they're removing their family history, then I don't think Laurie Strode is really that important to, like, a Michael Myers story. Gotcha. That's, that's my roundabout weird thing. Okay. But, because if you want to center a movie around Laurie Strode, yeah. and then have Michael come in, which they do do in this. Yeah. Then I guess I'm okay with it. Yeah. That's okay. it. Okay. End, end of rant. See, I, I, <laughs> I almost think it's scarier. The fact that Lori has no connection to Michael at all, because it's happenstance now. Like she's literally a person picked at random that is now having her life completely terrorized and destroyed by but this one not, being. It's not happenstance because she's like, purposely living still near him she knows where he is at all times yeah but it's, she and didn't choose like, she didn't choose to have this man come in and kill three of her friends and almost her no i get that but she could have left like she makes she so she gets money from those podcasters or whatever during the interview yeah. and gives it to her granddaughter yeah. say go to mexico why didn't your fucking ass go to mexico yeah why didn't you go to australia a big remote huge continent of an island that he would have to get to by boat if you're so worried but no i think that's the this is the this is the message of the, of the movie though is that it's so easy for us to be on the outside being like why don't you just do this why don't you don't do why don't you do that and we've never been through an experience that laurie's been through like Troy, if someone came into your house and killed your entire family and tried to oh kill you, God. would you be... And then, like, 20 years later, someone's like, why don't you just get over that? That was bullshit. <laughs> would you be like, yeah, I should. I'll just move away then. No, I, no like, that's but, not what I would do at all. But yeah, if somebody so came it's in like, and killed my whole family, I would probably not have any reason to stay around here and probably vamoose. But, but her whole thing is that she needs to protect... She feels like a target, and she feels like she needs to protect her family, and the only way she can is if she stays But she didn't have near... a family back then. Like, she had her parents, and but, she could have moved out afterwards. Yeah, but 
there's like a thing where it's like I think like it's happenstance where it's like I feel like her her obsession with Michael is kind of like a drug where like maybe she has instances where she gets over it and then something else happens where it just kind of sets her back into that mindset where she feels like she's over it now and then something else clicks in that like sets her off like yeah sure it's easy to say like just why don't you just leave why don't you get get away from it but like maybe there's something drawing her where it's like I feel safer knowing that where I know, yeah, I know time. where he is, as opposed to like being halfway across the country. Because even you said, like, killing five people, like that's not a big deal. Like maybe it's a, not that big enough deal. Where it's like, if she was far away from Haddonfield, she would never know where Michael is. She'll never know if he ever got away. Sure. So it's like because it's such a big thing in that town. Like if ever anything ever happened to Michael, she'd know right away because it's like people always follow that shit. Yeah. If it was also, this is just something funny I was thinking about watching the movie. If it was such a big, de- if he's such a big deal in that town, that costume or look would be definitely illegal. You would think, right? <laughs> so when he's just chilling around town in that, he should have been shot on sight. <laughs> but no, but that's the thing, though. It's forty years. Like, how long after nine eleven did people start joking about it? Yeah, I know. I get, I also got that too. Like. It's oh, like 40 years, all clear. Yeah. I mean, Tonight's it's, the first night people can go yeah. back out. Is that scary? No, there's, there's people, there's people that are like fucking, like they didn't even grow up in that time. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get, it. I agree Look with at what? you. Prince Harry went as a, as a fucking Nazi officer <laughs> to a fucking costume party once. Yeah. So are it's you, like, are you comparing Prince Harry to Michael Myers, the serial killer? <laughs> hey, man, look, him and him and Meghan Markle is like the best tales all this time. But <laughs> but no, like, I, like they they take advantage of that's why I like the most about this. that They take advantage of that 40 year time span where it's like he really doesn't have to try that hard because people are now back into like what was kind of the theme of the first one. They're kind of back into their docile like small town living where it's like now the coast is clear this bad shit happened and now we're growing up in a town where people weren't even alive when michael myers Mm -hmm. did his fucking killing yeah so now it's like so it's like now that the 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 danger feels like it's past it's back now and people are back to the small town living they were before michael myers even came to town and I like that a lot. Like, it, it almost kind of justifies itself in that way. Grab another bear. Bear. Um, I got more notes, but you got anything to chime in about? So I just don't start yapping <laughs> off. And... No, um, no, I just, I liked, uh, just like the small nods they did to the first one, even, and even like, uh, uh, how they portrayed Michael Myers in this, I thought it was still, even though I think they took a few liberties, it still stayed true to the original Michael Myers. Like mm-hmm. I was really digging like the opening scene with like the podcast documentarian mm. guy people. Where it's Did like, you like those two? I mean, they were they were fine for what they were. They were just there to be fucking cannon fodder for Michael Myers. Yeah, they were there to make the new S Town or whatever. And Pretty much, <laughs> got yeah, fucked up. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but no, I but I like that whole scene in the beginning, like right before the opening credits, where it was like you almost had this sense that like Michael Myers kind of like gives off like his own frequency, kind of. Yeah, where it's like once you notice him, you're just like, 
oh, I'm just not comfortable. Yeah. Like, and that's what they kind of like do where it's like all, all the fucking inmates and all the fucking dogs just start going nuts when he sees the mask where it's yeah. like, he just like they did it, they did it with a lot of scenes too where like people just catch a glimpse of him and they're just like, you can see they just don't feel easy. Mm-hmm. Like even like, uh, that scene at the gas station when like she just looks over and there's like this woman just like staring past her, just kind of like looking like she just felt like a cold chill or something. And then mm-hmm. you see Michael Myers in the background, just kind of walking where it's like, he's not really doing anything wrong, but like you can feel that he has this kind of like presence about himself that doesn't make feel people make people feel right. Right. Yeah. I actually like that quite a bit in this, like how he kind of just traverses in the background a few times. Yeah. You're like, Oh shit. I think I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> Even like times when you don't, you're not really sure it's him. And like, cause there's like a scene where like those two are, there's these two kids are walking on the street and then a car just drives by where it's like, was Michael in that car? Did Michael drive that car? <laughs> cause they still establish that he drives in this. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's like a scene where they just kind of like stay on it a little longer than usual. And then like a cop car drives by and you're like, Oh shit. Was that Michael? Is Michael following them? Right. Um, uh, what I did, I kind of, okay. So there's like a role reversal in this where near like the middle to the end of the movie, it's almost Laurie Strode being like the pursuer rather than being the pursued. Yeah. Well, even before that they do, they recreate scenes that Michael Myers was in, but Laurie's in his place. Right. Like when, uh, her granddaughter's at school and she looks out the window and Laurie's just standing there staring at her. Yeah. Like that's total, that's like a total recreation of, uh, when Michael's staring at Laurie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, just nods like that or I it was kind of like rubbing me the wrong way because like halfway through the movie I like the little subtle nods here and there but then halfway through I'm like man they're just doing like the greatest hits kind of thing in this and it was kind of driving me nuts that it wasn't like really wholly original yeah and it was like a for the force awakens or like Jurassic world. Yeah. Whereas like, I like those on the first watch, but now I've even said it on other shows. Like I'm more cognizant now of seeing that. Yeah. And I'm like, it just seems like lazy. Yeah. I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but they did, I, cause they did that shot where she's sitting in the back corner desk looking out yep. Yeah. And the role reversal where it's Laurie instead of Michael. Yeah. They do a shot where somebody's, like, hiding in the laundry. Mm-hmm. They do the shot where somebody's, like, lying on the ground. They look again. They're not there. Yeah. Um, they do the shot where they come out of the dark and the face appears. Yeah. They, like, all the greatest hits of the first one are now in this again. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get what you're um, doing. And I, I can see where you're coming from with that, but I feel like because they're putting Laurie in that position, I feel like they're almost kind of hinting that Laurie might be becoming what michael is yeah but i don't know if i want like maybe it's just that i don't want to see that in her character yeah i don't want to see her turn at this like point in her life now that she's like a crazed killer or whatever yeah and i get that but i don't know i I like the idea of that where it's like you can like these events can literally turn you into the thing that you hated the most yeah um what you get to see kind of with that doctor that the new Loomis. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about him for a minute? Yeah. What was his name? Like 
I don't know. It was like something weird, like something <laughs> like Dr. Travas. I don't know. It was a weird name. Travago? Yeah, Travago. <laughs> <laughs> He's really good at finding flights for you. <laughs> yeah, at a really good rate. <laughs> Uh, so the, the new Loomis, Mr. Travago, <laughs> Dr. Yes. Travago, yep. um, took over for him after Loomis passed away and has been studying Michael ever since. Yeah. And, um, at first I thought he was kind of just like, oh, he's just the new doctor role or whatever just to yep. fill in. Mm-hmm. But there is more going on to his character. And the more I think about it, like... They kind of set it up even as early as the podcasters being there. Yeah. Which, first of all, oh, I want to hit the podcasters really quick. Okay. So, before I lose my train of thought, they don't introduce themselves as podcasters, but they're like, no, we're investigative journalists or whatever, and they're blah, 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 until they go to see Laurie Strode, and the guy's like, um, we're podcasters? And I'm like... <laughs> You lost yeah, all yeah. fucking credit. Yeah, at least make yeah, at least make up a make up a TV station or something. Yeah. Like the minute you're just like, God, like anytime anytime someone introduces themselves as a podcaster to me when it comes to my wrestling, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, and I am one, and I'm just like, yeah, Ugh. yeah, I'm close enough to the to the the subject material where I know you're probably a loser. <laughs> yeah. I'm in your world, man. I know what you are. I know. I know. I'm enough of a loser to know that you're a loser. (laughs) So anyway, Doctor Travago. Here we go. (laughs) I don't even want to look up his name. I think it's Zartan or something, but I think it is. I like Travago better. (laughs) Good. So you see, like little subtle hints that something may be like not right with him. Yeah. Like, and they even kind of hint that I think he's the one that caused the bus crash. I put that together after the movie because yeah. Chelsea kind of hinted at that, and then I was like, I don't know. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, because he was in front of the cage with the driver, so he could have easily took yeah. out that guard, yep. crashed the bus, and then let Michael escape, and then he just hid in there to be yep. safe. Yeah, because I, like, I think they, I think uh, they leave up leave enough up to it where like Michael's not as supernatural as people. As he's been portrayed in the past, what, where right. it's like, the other movies made him out, yeah. To be but like this that. one, they kind, they still kind of keep him in the realm of humanity, even though he is very, he's still very otherworldly and like kind of in some of his, uh, in some of his uh, abilities. Yeah, he's still pretty fucking strong. And yeah, he can do that ninja van. But I think, yeah. <laughs> but I think even in, I think even compared to the original Halloween, they still do things in this where like it's still. It's still within cognition that you can kind of see how we got from point A to point B. Yeah. Even that po- that one whole shot where it's just one take. Yeah. Where he's going in and out of houses. That's like, fucking terrifying. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> like, that was probably my favorite part of the movie yeah. was that part. Yep. Yeah. Because it just goes on to, like, it's just he's killing at random. It doesn't yeah. even fucking matter. Yeah, and I love that they do it at random too. I think because I, I listened to a podcast where they reviewed this, and one of the complaints was like he doesn't just kill any everybody. He just does it at random. Like how do, how does he decide who he kills? And I think that's part of the horror of it. Yeah, like especially like there's like a scene where like he stares at a guy for a long time where it's like oh he's gonna kill him next. And then he just kind of looks away and looks at some woman in the window and then goes and kills her instead. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I thought back to that and I'm like, man, that's kind of fucking terrifying where it's like, 
I'm just imagining like, what if I walked on the street one day and then I look it over and there's some guy just staring at me and I just get this idea where it's like, what if he wants to kill me? <laughs> and he's just like, he's just, yeah. just, just can't find the way to do it right now, but yeah. he really wants to kill me. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. Where it's like that's almost that's almost scarier because it's like okay, if I'm dead, then I there's nothing for me to be scared of anymore because I'm dead. Yeah. But like if I put in a situation where I look over and I see someone just kind of staring at me, where I'm like, does he want to kill me? And then like you're kind of like left thinking about that, where it's like if I was put in a different situation where we weren't around a a, a lot of people or we were put in a situation where I was closer to him. And he killed me. I could have died today. <laughs> and I think that 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 kind of like leads to that horror a little bit more. Yeah. Where like there are people out there that could want to kill you. They just don't find the they <laughs> can't find the time to do it at that moment. Think about that, people. Somewhere, someone wants trying yeah. to kill you. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere at some time, someone's gonna want to kill you. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. Try to sleep tonight. Yeah. But yeah, that whole one shot take was amazing because like he's just like I think it's in one of the trailers too, or like a special sneak peek at the movie. Yeah. Like the Halloween theme just starts. Yeah. And he just goes and grabs a hammer, walks in the back door of somebody's house. Yeah. And, and they don't them. even show it. They just you just hear the sound. And yeah. then they come in and there's like this big pool of blood. And we're like, oh God. Grabs a kitchen knife, walks out the front door, goes out that one woman he, that one when he kills the knife is so violent. <laughs> he just grabs her shoulder and just fucking stabs her throat and throws her into the wall. We're like, you have to throw her against the wall, she's dead. <laughs> But he's just like, fuck this bitch! Yeah. He's, he's like so angry at her. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's it real what the best scene in the movie was that one, hands down. Yeah. Um He was so angry at that woman. Like, what did she do? <laughs> she was on the phone. Yeah. I was like, God damn it! Stab uh, Nick! Throw you in the wall. You're fuck done. you. You're done. I'm so pissed at you. Um anyway, how did this start? Oh yeah, the doctor. I'm talking about Travago still. <laughs> Dr. Travago. So yeah, we I'm I'm fairly certain he caused a bus crash even though it's not s- directly stated. It's pretty good to assume that he did. Yeah. After you find out of the events that happen yeah. later on. And a kid shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. The kid gets it anyway. I start I started laughing when the kid shot him. He's like, <laughs> "Don't shoot me." Bam. <laughs> and just takes his ass. I, I loved it. <laughs> the kid that wants to be a dancer. <laughs> Good old tiny dancer shot Dr. Yep. Dr. Tiny Trivago. dancer shot d- <laughs> Dr. Trivago. Uh, oh my god. This is a good review. <laughs> We're all over the place in this one. It's so good. So, uh, so, uh, it's right off the bat, though, w- during that bus crash, um, it happens fairly early on in the movie. Do- um, not Dr. Travago. Uh, Michael Myers does kill that kid. Oh, yeah. And so you're like, oh, shit. Like, anything yeah. could really happen in this. Yeah. But I'm glad he didn't kill that baby, though. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> oh, like, the minute God. he was getting close to that baby, I'm like, oh, God, I hope Troy doesn't watch this oh, my now. God. But he doesn't kill the baby. No, he doesn't. I They drew a good line. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, before, yeah, because he killed the kid, and I was kind of surprised, because I always kind of thought there was, like, a there was like a line where, like, 
uh, Michael Myers wouldn't kill kids because he comes across so many kids in the first one and doesn't kill any of them. It's just the yeah. babysitters. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just older, older yeah. people. I don't know. Maybe he checked the kid's ID before he strangled him to death. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, oh, 16. All right. <laughs> Crack. <laughs> yep. You'll never dance again, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll be dancing in heaven. <laughs> You'll be dancing in hell. Um. Uh. Anyway, okay. So from there, you don't see a ton of the doctor until maybe about the end of the second act or so, where yeah. the doctor comes into play again once Michael Myers is loose and he's like, the new Loomis chasing down freaking Michael Myers, saying it's his patient and everything, and he needs to be kept alive. And um, they finally end up running into Michael Myers, literally. Yeah. <laughs> with a car. And the oh, doc yeah, they hit him with a car like twice, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and then so the doctor is out there with the cop who is the cop that showed up on the scene in the first movie. Yep. Yeah. In canon anyway. Yep. And then the guy from Armageddon. Right. <laughs> uh and so the that guy, he's he's he, after he hit him with his Bronco or whatever, it's like ready to just blow his head off. Yeah. And the doctor's like, No, 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 you can't do it. Wah blah 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 blah. Takes out his like secret pen knife. Turns around and just necks the guy with oh, it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because, like, before now, you wouldn't even kind of put together that he's has evil motives or ulterior yeah. motives. Yeah. But, and I don't think his motive was to really be a killer. Because it made it seem for a minute, because he, after he does that, he puts on Michael Myers' mask. Yeah. It's for, like, a brief minute, though. Like, yeah, he takes it like right back deal. off. But I, I don't know if he wanted to know how it felt or he just kind of wanted to have michael like just be out in the wild and observe him in the wild yeah i think they kind of strike him as like <clears throat> the reason loomis was so adamant about making sure michael stayed locked up was because he's seen him in action yeah and now he has this this student this protege that has heard all of loomis's stories but and he wants to experience it firsthand yeah and i think He's kind of, like, judging... Because, like, he's obsessed with, like, wanting Michael to say something. Yes. Like, that's his big thing, is that Michael's never said a word. And I think he's kind of judging himself that if I get Michael to say something, that means that I've surpassed my teacher. Yeah. Because Loomis could never do that. And he worked with him for fucking 15 years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, like, I think that's, like... That's, like, his his main goal is, like, he thinks the only way that he can get Michael to say anything is if he's out doing what he did 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, this is, like, one of the things, though, like, after that happens, it gets, the cop gets penknifed, is, like, so now it just needs to get Michael Myers to Laurie Strode's house. And that's how I was, like, the whole time I was thinking... Because Laurie Strode and her daughter and her daughter's husband are, like, in her remote location. Yeah. Like, out in the woods or whatever. Yeah. Like, totally far removed from Haddonfield. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck does Michael Myers get there? Because you know he does. Yeah. Because she has to have a showdown with him eventually, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what the movie's been building up to. Yeah. And then so the that's the only reason, really, the doctor is there is so he can go nuts to drive him to Laurie's house. Pretty much. 
And I was like, that's kind of lame. Because then he just gets his head stomped. Oh, <laughs> God. Does he ever? <laughs> Fucking like a goddamn cantaloupe. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, before we get to I Lori's don't... house, I was a big fan of the, the scene at, like, the babysitter's house. Oh, yeah, with the little black kid the or whatever? The black kid was amazing. He and was <laughs> so good. He was so good. Even when Michael Myers, like, jumps out of the closet, like, fuck this, and he runs down the stairs. <laughs> I I really enjoyed him. And I yeah. didn't think I would. I'd be like, oh, my God, one of these. But, like, he was no, he so was charming. Awesome. Yeah. This. And then, like, the, the babysitter's boyfriend that gets... The date tattooed on his arm because he thinks that's when he's going to get laid. Yeah. And then it ends up being the day that he dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really good. I liked uh, it a lot. Yeah, it was fantastic. That Yeah, that that whole scene in that house is pretty tense. Yeah. And like, the whole, like, even though they show it in the trailer, like, the closet yeah. reveal was really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I... Because I was wondering when it was... I knew the closet reveal was coming. Yeah. And I'm like, how are they going to get out of this situation? Yeah. The, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they die. The black die. kid yeah. gets out of there. The black, yeah, the black he, kid runs away. But, like, everybody else gets yeah. chopped up. Yeah. And then the boyfriend gets shish kebab, like Bob from uh, <laughs> from the first one. Yeah. Just right up against the wall. Yep. I think the knife was, like, in the back of his neck, too, which... Yeah, it's like, how the fuck does he stay up, then? (laughs) Strong-ass knife. Yeah. Hard-ass stab. Yeah. And then he he, uh, puts the ghost sheet over the dead babysitter. Yep. Yep. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm trying to not forget everything before we get to Lori's house. Oh, I also kind of liked the uh, scene in that yard. Were that oh like, yeah drunk. with the motion light yeah that was pretty creepy that was, I liked that a lot. Anytime the light went off, Michael Myers kept getting closer. Yeah, to that kid, I'm like yep. holy fuck. Yeah, and then 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 there's one time where like it came on and you can't see him. We were like oh fuck. Yeah, thought that was really good. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably that my next favorite part of yeah. the movie was that. Yeah, there was some creepy moments. I was really digging it. So once we finally get to Lori's house. Uh, uh, but wait, before we okay. do that, still, like, what do you think of Lori's story altogether? Like, what do you think of Jamie Lee Curtis as Lori, and what do you think of, like, her whole arc leading I up think, to this? Okay, so when I originally <clears throat> saw the trailers, I'm like, man, she, like, turned into Sarah Connor. Yeah. Pretty much. And she kind of does, but not to the extent, well... <laughs> I mean, they kind of do, they even, like, kind of do the whole thing where, like, she... Like, makes her daughter's life a living hell because she wants to protect her. Yeah. Kind of like John Connor. Yeah. So, like, I was going to say at first, I don't think it was to the extent of, like, a Sarah Connor character. No. But by the end, I think it is. Yeah. Kind of. Like, it plays it off like she's... A, like Before we get to her house... Yeah. It does a better job of playing her off as, like, just emotionally distressed. Yeah. And she's doing these things... Because she had a huge trauma in her past, mm-hmm. and like now it's totally fucked her up for her whole life, and now yeah. she, this is how she lives now. Yeah, and I like <clears throat> that they introduce like the three different generations, where it's like the further you're away from her, like the more you like her. Like she's still a good person. It's just that her daughter was like just got all of the bullshit that came with her. <laughs> right. And her granddaughter's actually like, why don't you invite grandma? And she's just like, 
She is fucked. <laughs> I don't want her around me at all. She made my life a living hell. See, I couldn't really get into the teen, like, character in this. Really? The granddaughter. Not as much. Like, there was more of the teen stuff in this with, like, the granddaughter and, like, the boyfriends and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I just, I couldn't really fully get into it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I just found that I would maybe think the Judy Greer character would be more interesting to learn about. Yeah. I felt like they tried to, that's the one thing that they, I think they tried to force a lot of like the high school stuff just because it's like a slasher film does revolve a lot around high schoolers. Yeah. But I felt like in the end, they just kind of were, they just kind of like threw it off to the wayside to get into the big finale at the end. Yeah. Cause they even like do some shit with like her boyfriend where it's like he's cheating on her, and then she's yeah, just I like give fuck a shit him. About any of this. Yeah, and even the movie doesn't give a shit about it. Like the minute <laughs> it happens, it's like, yeah, so fuck him. He's off fucking someone else now. Now she's now she's off doing something else. Like they don't even go back to him. Like he doesn't even die. Nah. <laughs> like he's just like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm cheating on you, and then she leaves, and then you never see him again. Yeah, I I didn't. I couldn't get so, into it yeah, whatsoever. It was like it felt like they were trying to drum up some kind of teenage drama just to kind of keep her plot line moving along. But after a while, they're just like, eh, I don't fucking care about yeah. this. I mean, it, they made for like <laughs> fodder for Michael Myers. Just yeah, to have like that. House yeah, scene. just yeah, just for like the fat dude that was like, but I, but I'm a nice guy. Right. It's like, oh, okay, so you're an incel. <laughs> <laughs> He reminded me of that creepy dude in not another teen movie who follows <laughs> fucking Joni to the airport or whatever it is. Uh, so, yeah, he gets shish kebobbed on a <laughs> fucking uh, iron gate yeah, or whatever. They, yeah, he puts his throat through it or yeah, something. He's just hanging there by his jaw. Yeah. Oh, like, the, uh, the gas station scene. Holy shit, some oh, people get it fucked in there. Yeah. Almost more the, than anybody the else. The jaw dude, like yeah. he just—he <laughs> fucking Michael Myers just rammed his open mouth into the corner of like a yeah. counter, and, and then just throws the teeth at that chick. Oh, that was a pretty tense scene. That yeah. bathroom scene. Yeah, because you you see pretty much everything Michael Myers does in the background is just people don't notice it. Yeah, it's and, pretty uh, pretty great. Yeah, I also like the the small kind of throw in that. You see Michael Myers' dead eye from the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea he got asked stabbed me in the wire with the wire hanger. Chelsea asked me about that at the at the after the movie because she didn't see the first Halloween yeah. or whatever. She's like, "What was this with this dead eye?" And I'm like, ha! "Yeah, they did show his dead eye, didn't they? That's pretty great." Um, do we finally want to get to Lori's house at this point? Or yeah, I think that, I think I covered everything that I want to cover up to this point. So. Once they get to Lori's house, it's like this big old convoluted plot that we just said, but um, from here, then I totally kind of go back on my Sarah Connor thing. I'm like, yeah, she's pretty action hero at this point. Yeah, that house is hella fucking yeah. just... Armed to the teeth. Ar- yeah, just done up, so fucked up. Right. It's got like a panic room built into the floor. Yeah. Uh, down there is like... Sto- food storage and like a yeah. ton of guns. Yeah. And then uh, every room in the rest of the house has like a steel gate that can drop. So once you see it, you can clear yeah. the room and either yeah. lock them in or out of that room. Yeah. But um, I also, 
I like the idea that this house was just one big trap because they even kind of set it up in the beginning where like when you see the uh, <clears throat> when you see like the uh, the dad setting up all the mouse traps mm-hmm. where he was like he's like I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> oh yeah like I'm like I'm I'm just gonna lead you like he's just like looking for more shit to like lead him into the traps and stuff and talking about that where it's like oh so it's like. It's like kind of a nod to like what the ending is gonna be, where it's like, oh, I didn't even put that in order together. in order to like to catch some to, to catch a rat, you need the bait to lead them into the trap. Yeah, and the bait was her family. Like she was yeah. expecting her whole family <laughs> to be there to like bait Michael Myers into coming to the house. Yeah, um, I thought the plan to trap him down there after it happened. I'm like, that seems like a lot of things have to align. For him to get down there. Yeah, but you can, like, see, like, the, the, the small things she does to make it so that that's the only place left he can go. Like, even down to where, like, she's checking all the rooms and sees he's not in there, so then she bars the door. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, he's she's literally, like, making the house smaller so that the only place he can go from then on is down into that basement. Right. The only thing I was <sighs> thinking, though, if he does go go down there while other people are down there. Granted, they're down there with guns pointed up at him. Like, let's just say he did get down there. They're kind of fucked. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's the thing about Lori, where it's like, every time you talk to her, like, she doesn't really have a lot of value for human life. Even, like, some of her own, like, family members. Like, she wants to keep him safe, but in the end, she's like, her main goal is she wants Michael Myers dead. Yeah. Like, even, like, when people talk to her, or it's like, Jesus Christ, you want Michael Myers to get out? Like, why would you think that? It's like, I just, he needs to die. Yeah. I don't care how it's done, he just needs to die. Or it's like, so, like, you you really don't give a shit about anyone who dies tonight. You just want to make sure that Michael Myers is one of the dead people. Yeah, but I still <clears throat> think she cares about, like, her family. Like yeah, her she does. Like, she does go out of her way to save them, but in the Not end... Not so much Roy. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about him. But, but like, in the, in the end, she's, like, she, this, she is planning that before this is through, Michael Myers needs to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why they almost kind of frame her, like, how they frame Michael Myers in the first one, where it's, like, she's, like, Michael Myers is still the heartless character he's always been, always been. But now Lori is almost taking that mantle on herself, where it's, like, she's so obsessed that she almost sees nothing but killing Michael Myers, kind of like how Michael Myers sees nothing but killing the people around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So once uh, Michael Myers eventually does get to the house, obviously, yeah. and then he <laughs> is terrorizing everyone in it. You know what I found odd when Lori was like clearing the house is that in one of the rooms was just full of mannequins. Like, why would you keep those in there? <laughs> if there was any chance that somebody could disguise themselves in there, why did you keep the mannequins in that room? She needs spares to shoot on the range. Then keep them in the range. <laughs> keep them outside. Like, I don't understand Look, why they keep them in Troy, the house. You don't know. These kids nowadays are always stealing your mannequins. <laughs> you got to keep them locked up in your she house. She has a secure location that the podcasters had to buzz in to get even into her driveway. You don't know kids these days, Troy. That's true. They're just, kids they're have just their ways so fucking to steal all those man. Also, I love they did it. They did so many like freakouts where it's like he's gonna be in this closet because yeah. they did the whole closet yeah. thing. Yeah. She has like the exact same closet from the first one where it's like <laughs> yeah. he's totally in that closet. Nope, not in that closet. Nah, just chilling out in that mannequin room though. He's yeah. somewhere in there. Yep, yep. 
the dead husband's like stuffed in there. in there. Yeah. Like, how did he get there up there? Because Michael Myers would have to. You saw his dead ass body laying out in yeah. the yard. Well, they, she follows that blood trail because he shoots off her, shoots off his hand, and then she follows it, and then it ends up being the husband. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. Maybe. Whatever. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, get the fuck in there. Go, I'm gonna go make out with this mannequin in the background. Stuff your ass in this closet. <laughs> get the fuck in there. Um. So they uh, okay. So they eventually do trap Michael Myers downstairs after. Uh, she does have a very Sarah Connor moment where she's like, happy Halloween, Michael. And like pretty much kicks him down this fucking flight of stairs yeah, down to the pantry. Sparta room, kicks him. <laughs> where it's just like at the very end of the first fucking Terminator, it, Sarah Connor goes, you're terminated, fucker. And it's like the exact it's pretty same much is. fucking ending. Yeah, because she like fucking uh, sets that shit off where it just sets the whole house on fire. Yeah, and she like flips some switch where like, fucking spikes block him from even getting back up the yeah. stairs and then they just leaks gas into the whole fucking house and just yeah. lights it all up so i was thinking like it seemed like it'd be pretty convoluted to get him trapped downstairs but the gas was going off in the whole house oh yeah like they could have burned him up whenever yep. yeah um but <laughs> i was just like god damn this house is she thought of like everything oh yeah uh well, she and... had 40 years to plan it I guess you're right. <laughs> so they finally get outside, and then they, the the three generations, hop into a back of a pickup truck and just like kind of drive yeah, off. Yeah, that's kind of the end, pretty much. Yeah, but you never see Michael burn up in the building. No, they even like pan back to the basement. And he didn't. They didn't show him. Yeah. So that's the reason. I'm like, how are you gonna get out of it? Like, yeah. what clever writing are you yeah. gonna have for well, him? Well, he put a paramedic in the mask and threw him in the basement. <laughs> It was Roy the whole time. (laughs) Roy put the mask on. He's like, why are you burning me down here? I was just wearing this mask to give you a good spooking. (laughs) Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so that's Halloween. I don't know if they made, like, a subtle reference to, like, maybe, like, the the granddaughter with that knife in her hand at the end doing anything. Because don't, like, at the end of, like... Halloween four doesn't like that little girl become Michael Myers essentially. I don't know. I don't. Remember. I don't think I've ever saw four. I want to say I've Dave's seen probably it. listening to this being pissed again. Yeah, you fuck you, Dave. <laughs> he sent that message where it's like every time you guys talk about anything <laughs> Halloween, it drives me insane. Cause it's all wrong. <laughs> I wanted. To, I wanted to see his face when I said. I don't think. He, I don't even think he wears the mask in Halloween four. <laughs> Like, he does! He wears the mask in every movie! <laughs> oh my god. I would just love for him just to record a reaction video to the whole review of this and just see him just chomping at the bit to want yeah. to chime in, but he I would can't. listen. I would listen to a Mystery Science Theater 3000 podcast of our podcast by GHD. <laughs> oh my god, it'd be so great. Um... So anyway, that's pretty much all of Halloween. Yeah, it's a very action suspense. Type yeah, I wouldn't even say it's it's very horror. Like there are horror elements to it, but it's more action based. I think. Yeah, which I thought was kind of weird. Like I, even though like even the first Halloween had like a bit of suspenseful like actiony terror. Like yeah. it was more terror than yeah. this. This yeah. was like but a lot of it was more like stalking and methodical in the first one. This was like it. 
it jumped right into the action almost right away. Yeah. Which I mean, I that's I mean that's another thing too that I was like I, I kind of expected this kind of ending, and I wanted maybe something a little more terrifying. There was suspense when she was like traversing the house. Yeah. But I I didn't get the same kind of feeling. I wanted to kind of leave yeah the theater with. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's what you it's what you got. Hey man. Um, anything else you want to say about it before we give it like a final grade and send it no, off? No, no, it, it's pretty much covered everything. I just, I thought it was, for what it was, I thought it was really well made. And yeah, like <clears throat> how John Carpenter said, like you, how you said, I thought it was a really fitting ending. It's not going to be the ending. No. <laughs> but uh, but I thought it, I thought it was pretty well done for like how it was all laid out. <clears throat> exactly. So what would be uh, your grade, final um, grade? Like I brought it before, like I think I like this more than the original Halloween, and I gave that a B plus. So uh, I'm gonna give this like a a, a decent A minus. I think oh, okay. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was for being a sequel. I thought they did everything a sequel should do, where it adds different elements but still doesn't stray away from the the main theme of what the first one was. Yeah. I, um, I had fun with the movie, but I did halfway through kind of like do like a heavy sigh and realized kind of what they were going for. And I was kind of getting sick of the tropes that they were just recycling in this. So I'm going to give it a bit of a lower score. Okay. But I think I'm going to go like B minus. Okay. Um, I think even talking about it tonight made me raise it a little bit because I think I would have probably given it a C plus. Yeah. But like I think a B minus is pretty fitting. Yeah. It still is a fun horror movie. Mm-hmm. Then there's nothing really wrong with it. It's just that things that I am kind of sick with like these kind of relaunches of movies and stuff. Yeah. You're just a dickhead. Yeah, I'm just a fucking stupid <laughs> idiot, fat fucking prick. Okay. <laughs> Anytime I throw any kind of any kind of insult at you, you just drive it up by a hundred. <laughs> just yeah, you know, fuck me right because I'm such fuck a me, fucking I'm such stupid, a fucking idiot. <laughs> so fucking don't know anything. <laughs> but <laughs> besides Halloween, did you watch anything else or do anything else this last week? Uh, well, I I saw the film Hotel Artemis. Oh, how was that? Uh, it's it's a fun movie. I'd say don't go out of your way to go see it, but like if it comes on, like if you see it's for like free on Netflix or if you want to rent it, I think it's a fun rental. Okay, like it 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 presents itself as like a fun cheesy B movie. That's the one with like Jodie Foster. In it, right? Yeah, Jodie Foster is actually probably the best in it. Okay, I think she's like she's like the best character in it, but. Yeah, it's it's a pretty packed cast. Like Charlie Day's in it. Yeah. Uh, the chick from the Mummies in it. Right. Uh, Dave Batista's in it. Right. Jeff Goldblum's in it for a little bit. Like it's pretty packed cast. It's it's it, it's a really fun cast. It's a fun film. It's just like like your typical B movie. Like okay, a lot of shit goes on, and um, it's not gonna like blow you blow your socks off or anything but it, it's a fun movie i had fun with it all right and uh i started daredevil season three i don't yeah. know did you watch any of it yet i i wanted to start it and chelsea groaned at me so <laughs> we wa- started watching something else which i'll bring up. uh i think i'm like 
in the middle of episode five, I think. Is and this a ten or thirteen or? I think it's thirteen, maybe. Okay. And um, I'll say in the beginning, it took me a little bit to get into it because even though they do introduce interesting aspects of Daredevil. It's still a lot of talking and it's a lot of like repeating the same thing over and over again because they have to accommodate these fucking episodes. Uh-huh. But it does pick up. Holy shit, does it fucking pick up. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it it definitely reminds me of Daredevil Season 1 quite a bit. Okay. I, I would definitely really put it up there as... For what I've seen so far, I would put it up there with Daredevil Season 1 so far. Solid. And it's... Even, like, the fighting style. Like, they go back to Daredevil getting the fucking shit kicked out of him. Nice. And, like, and even in si- situations where it's, like, it's, like, he's, like, fighting, like, two regular guys. And he's getting the fucking shit annihilated out of him. <laughs> Great. Where it's, like, thank God. Thank you. I'm not watching dumb shit Iron Fist fights where he's, like, fucking fighting 14 dudes. And, like, they're just coming at him one at a time. Like, yeah. this is actually, like... You're watching Daredevil get the fucking shit kicked out of him, but he still finds a way to come out of it in the long run. Nice. And uh, even um, the way they set up uh, Bullseye in this is really good, too. Like, okay. They they do, like, a, a really cool thing where it's uh, Wilson Fisk is just kind of, like, gets all the files on this guy because he's, like, an FBI agent, and he just wants to learn everything he knows wants to know about him because he sees him do all this crazy bullseye shit and they do like this really cool like flashback montage where it's like wilson fisk sitting in his penthouse and it's just like all the events of bullseye's life are just kind of like happening around him mm-hmm. so you get bullseye's backstory without it feeling like oh no gotta wait for this mon like this fucking whole thing to play through like you're watching wilson fisk like in like react to all the shit Mm -hmm. and bullseye's backstory is actually kind of cool where it's like nothing happens to like see how he became who he became but it's like you just see him be this like psycho that wants to kill things throughout his life it's just like he like kills his baseball coach because he pulls him from a game by like he just throws the baseball against the fence and it comes back and hits him in the brain and kills him (laughs) cool where it's just Nothing, they don't explain why he's, like, the way he is, but they just, they do his backstory, and it's all, like, just shit where he's just an asshole for no reason. Like, even, like, an an aspect that they introduce where it's like, oh, shit, this is where he kind of becomes humanized. They throw in, like, a small thing where it's like, well, I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) Oh, shit, that came out of nowhere. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm... So I'm like five episodes in so far. I'm I'm digging it right now. I'm great. I'm I'm, I'm for it. Good friggin' deal. Yeah, and that's all I've been into. I uh, actually s- tried to start Daredevil season three. I didn't didn't get to it. I got to like the opening credits, and then Chelsea was like, "No." So instead, <laughs> we went and started the Good Place. Oh, there you go. I saw. I heard you guys started it on your uh, chum type. Yeah, um, really into it. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Um, I still haven't gotten to the big twist yet. I I need to rewatch the last two episodes because we binged like most of it the first day we watched it, and then we had like f- four more episodes to do. 
I think, like, on our second day, but, like, I was falling asleep. I was in and out of consciousness on, like, the last two episodes of the first season. <laughs> yeah. And so she was like, did you uh, see the big twist? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't know what it it's, is. It's cool. It's cool. Okay. Um, I She asked me yesterday when we went to go out to see the movie, like, what I thought it was. I'm like, I honestly have no idea what it was because the idea that I thought going into it, I think, is too on the nose. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you think it is? I honestly don't know what the real one is. This is what my thought was. Okay. Was the whole good place is just hell. Yeah. And uh, Kristen Bell's character, like, is in hell because this would be her personal hell dealing with these kind of people. Okay. And so, like, there's other, like, layers of it, and that's, like, the bad place and all that other kind of stuff, too. Gotcha. I don't think it's that on the nose as, like, a reveal because I think it's too obvious. Okay. Because if everybody was like, oh, it's like a weird kind of cool twist, I don't think it's that. I don't okay. think everyone would be up in arms about, like, like that lame of a <laughs> fucking, you know, reveal or whatever. So I don't think it's that. But okay. that's what I thought off the bat. Okay. So I don't really know what it is yet. Okay. So I don't even know how it's not been spoiled for me either at this point <laughs> no. in time. Even, like, <clears throat> trailers for, like, like the good place season two or even season three, like they go out of their way to make sure they don't reveal what it is. Cause there's no way you can show even clips of season two or season three without giving it away. Really? But so, but like in the trailers, it's like everyone's saying this about the good place and they don't show shit from the seasons where it's like, man, you really are trying to keep it under, under the radar for people that haven't seen the first season yet. Dang. All right. (laughs) It's like crazy. They're just like, don't show them a fucking thing. They need to know. They need to experience for them themselves. <laughs> well, Chelsea watched it and she saw it, but uh, I'll. Uh, What'd she think of it? Did she say what she thought of it? She's playing it coy, cause so I don't catch on. Oh, okay. I told her I don't want to. I don't even want to know her feelings towards it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably watch it tomorrow after I get off work or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. See what it is. Anyway, other than that, uh, I've just been reading Batman, obviously. You've so, been reading Batman, Troy? I've been reading a little bit of Batman. <laughs> um, i got to start that omnibus that's right up there sitting, Batman by Grant Morrison. God damn it! Got to do that pretty soon here. <laughs> Holy shit. So That whole thing? Yeah. My God. <laughs> Dave's probably listening to this. He's like, oh, that fucker hasn't started yet. <laughs> Not only does it know shit about Halloween, but he's not started the Grant Morrison <laughs> omnibus yet. Oh my god, so I got a lot going down the pipeline for me. <laughs> but um JT, if people want to know what's on the pipeline for you, where can they get a hold you of you? You can catch me laying pipe at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. <laughs> also Bucky for everyone on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Snapchat? Troy. Got all those NSFW posts on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find all of our NSFW posts on Review Review Pod as well on Twitter. All of our episodes are uploaded onto Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod. And uh, our hosting site, ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com, is an adequate way to listen to us. If you don't want to listen there, there's a multitude of platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Alexa devices, yes. you can listen to us put near everywhere. Yeah. 
If you are an Apple user, go ahead and rate and review us on the iTunes, because that helps other people find the, the show. iTunes. <laughs> the iTunes. And if you want to write into the show, you're more than welcome to do so on a Gmail, and that's ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Yes. That's everything, JT. Oh, good. So, uh... Don't forget to vote for the tourney. The last That's two right. entries the last of the two, the Lone Ranger versus Joe Dirt. <laughs> so put in your votes. Cast your votes. It's important Cast to vote, people. Votes. Uh, if you don't vote for anything, vote for this. And speaking of votes, votes are pretty heavy on our next two shows coming up. Yes. For our Monday ep. Uh, well, before we get into that, uh, for Halloween, we wanted to find uh, a suitable horror film yes. to talk about on spooky halloween yes. night Ooh. and uh we brought it up last show that we had a poll out there with two suggestions from our fans and two suggestions from us and our suggestions don't mean shit because <laughs> uh, they just got the they lowest got, votes they got nothing so we thought for fun we would do the film that got the second most votes and then we do the number one pick for our main show next week on Halloween night. Yes. So for Monday, to keep you in the Halloween spirit, we're doing our number two pick, which was the pick from Dino Nealman himself, Hereditary. Yes. I am on pins and needles to know what Troy <laughs> thinks of this, because it's definitely one of those where Troy either finds reasons to kind of like it, or absolutely fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. It literally could be either or, <laughs> and I cannot wait to figure it out. So make sure you tune in on a Monday to find out what Troy thinks of Hereditary. Yes. Uh, and then Thursday we'll be hitting up the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yes, the 2004 Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that won the poll, so we'll be doing that, diving back into that Zack Snyder yep. vehicle. And then our first show in November... We're going to finally do it. Review, review, turn to random movies three. We're doing Falling Down. Great. Finally. Finally. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, great. But we're doing it. Falling Down for our first show in no in Nov. Great. November. Great. So there you go. All lined up. We'll see where this road takes us. Perfect. So, uh, with all that information digested, uh, I will see you Monday. Oh, I will see you Monday. Oh. But will you see me, Spooky? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I have been a Troy to the Max Extreme. I was drinking my beer on the GT3K. <laughs> and until Monday, we... <laughs>